Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Yorio. The guys are off, but tonight my special co-host is the host of the DNVR Rockies podcast, as well as one half of the Final Fantasy Weekly podcast, Drew Kreisman. And Crashing Game Night along with him for the second time, and I don't know why, is Barrett Wallace voice actor John Bentley. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. I know why. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing great. Because we love Crashing Game Night, baby. Mm. And, uh, you know, we love you, and uh, it's great having Drew on, which reason I brought Drew on for this podcast is because we wanted to do a special holiday episode with John, and because I need Drew's a co-host, and Drew no, is half better. of Final Fantasy Podcast. So I thought of none other than Drew to come on, be a co-host, especially with John, and the fact that they just did a Barrett profile on their podcast. That's yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Look, the, the timing is perfect, and I just want the record to show that the, the voice of Barrett Wallace just said, Drew's the man, out loud. <laughs> I need that as my ringtone. <laughs> Go back to 1997 and tell that kid one day Barrett Wallace is going to say, you're the man, he said. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So how's, how's everyone doing? I know, John, you've been real busy lately with a lot of stuff yeah. are you how you how you enjoying this day off um it's kind of not a day off i literally just finished rapping um live from a studio uh which where we just did uh, on sony lot we uh, just did a, a remake of a remount of good times and i was understudying two characters 96 pages and i had to memorize 94 of them and so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's, Nerve-wracking, isn't it? But, but I just got off the road, uh, and I'm at a hotel now because my son has a huge tournament in Pismo Beach. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure we got this in before the holidays really got down. And this is considered to me right now, especially because the fanboy in me, this is considered my holiday mm-hmm. vacation. I am officially on vacation, hanging with my fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, Drew, I know you've been busy because you just had the uh, the winter meetings for baseball. Whew, you've right. got your podcast. That you guys have been spinning up with DNVR. I mean, how have you been? It's it, it's a hard time for us Rockies fans right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not actually out here, you know, making headline news or anything. So they're doing right. all right. Uh, they they keeping it easy for me in the off season. Uh, no, it's, I have a dream job that I get to, uh, cover baseball for a living, a sport. I grew up a massive fan of that. I got to talk to people like Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman Mm -hmm. every day for a living is obviously just this gift. Um, and then, you know, it's funny because through doing that and, and doing the podcast for work every day, I learned, yeah, this is what I'm good at talking about stuff I love. And about once a month, my brother would call me and we'd be talking politics or current events or whatever. And about five minutes of that. And then we talk about final fantasy for a good 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, why don't we just record this? I do podcasting anyway. We love these games. We grew up with them. Mm -hmm. They have helped shape who we are Mm -hmm. as people. And, 
we wanted to do something to celebrate it. So we're not game journalists. We're not objective whatevers. We love Final Fantasy and we want to talk about what the philosophy means, what the politics mean, what the characters teach us about ourselves and our lives. And uh, it's been an absolute joy. We just crossed 58 episodes, just got into our Final Fantasy VII talk in the last couple of weeks, and it's been a blast, man. Which, speaking of shaping everything, this week was the 32nd birthday for Final Fantasy I. 32, baby. 32. Yeah. And I'm 33, so I feel like, again, man, this is – I've just been there from almost the very beginning. We've grown up together. Yep. <laughs> Literally. I, mean, I didn't even get into Final Fantasy until what would have been three on the Super Nintendo, which was officially six. I mm-hmm. tried Mystic – what is it? Mystic, Mystic Quest, Quest or whatever it was, and I could never get into it. I'm like, no, this isn't. But three, and when you're showing up, you know, you've got the mechs, you've got, you know, Wedge and Biggs and all of them showing up. It was just, I loved it. And I was already a huge fan of Square because my all-time favorite game, even with my love of Horizon, Uncharted, and everything, my all-time favorite game is still and always will be Chrono Trigger. Sure. Good game. So... My love for Square was already there. Good and, then they, and then they dropped the bomb on us that was FF7 with the PlayStation, and that was the history of it for me. <laughs> it was like, you're on out, which, you know, the other thing that happened this week was it was the 10th anniversary of FF13. Yes, it was. Which well, is my favorite. It was yesterday. That was yeah. yesterday, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And that is your favorite. It is my favorite. Out of all, that's the so one with Zaz, right? That's the one with Zaz and Lightning and Fang, Vanille. Fang Snow. and Lightning, love yeah. them. Yeah. I just, for me, I, I love the battle mechanics on it. Now, granted, I get the beef that it was linear, you know, for a little while until you get to Grand Pulse, but I loved what they were trying to do with it. I love the story, I love the mechanics, the sound, the score to it was amazing. Now, granted, I still think the score to FF8 is better. Eight wow. is eight to me is one of the best ones they've made. What are you thinking about that? Right there. Think about that? No monsters like LeBron James. You're out here comparing individual seasons. I'm like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You take a, right. you take your pick, man. He didn't make any bad ones. Nah. And I was nah, just at a con and I heard the music um that people have done, some of the scores and then some of the mm-hmm. side songs. For seven, oh my God! Like Kupokan, they have discs, the music to pretty much all the Final Fantasy, but some of them are modernized. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude, they should be in movies. They are real scores, man. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable work that people are putting out there. Oh yeah, the reunion tracks that they're doing for oh. all the past games. I mean, oh. the seven reunion tracks is amazing. Yeah. Speaking I've of Uematsu stuff in concert twice, the Colorado Symphony Orchestra. Oh, you saw them live? Mm-hmm. The, the yeah, Symphony Orchestra Dang. out here, fifteen years apart. I Dang. saw I saw Final Fantasy music live. It's it world changing. Oh my gosh, that that's outstanding. Yeah. Was it an outdoor amphitheater? 
No, <laughs> not, nothing that good. Just no, just just a, a symphony hall out here in Colorado. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, oh, yeah. I'll get to get blessed like that too. Those things are they, awesome. I find out more and more about the world of Final Fantasy is it, oof, bigger than I thought. So, John, it wouldn't surprise me if for the next Final Fantasy game announcement that they do, they have the concert. Because yeah. two years ago, when they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 at E3, they had a Kingdom Hearts concert right before. This year, Final Fantasy 7 gets announced at E3. They had a concert two nights before. You know, I didn't go to that. <laughs> no, but you, you did come hang out with us at E3. Yes, I did. <laughs> that's what we met. Which wow. that's, I mean, that's how we met. Yeah, Drew. It's funny things. I'm in there for the demo. Here's John sitting like four people away from me. Just <laughs> he was incognito. I could I was, tell you right now. I was wasn't incognito. Just, I had on my hat. <laughs> you had no, but you were like you were just chilling there. You weren't bringing the attention to yourself. You were just there, and the guys hosting the demo called him out. Straight up Man, said, hey, we have Barrett right with us. <laughs> right there. And I then, didn't know that was happening. Yep. That and then we just, we just started talking during the demo and stuff, and that's history, man. So I want to I want to tell a story and ask a question of, of Go John for it. at the same time, though, because that brought that up. That trailer dropped that day. I've never cried at a video game commercial before. <laughs> Which one? Which the one? The trailer that dropped at E3. The original. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. And I, I was overwhelmed. And, and I just want to know what kind of response you've gotten from fans. If anyone has come up to you, uh, as I might have, if I had just seen the trailer in tears or shaking, what has been sort of the most dramatic fan response you've gotten uh since you've come into this world because we're crazy people final fantasy fans we're that's true we're not so <laughs> well so um matt knows i'm a fanboy myself mm-hmm. and <clears throat> was an only child and quite the nerd and uh was very reclusive as a kid even though i played sports and everything i was still that one kid who came back home and played my atari so the fan stuff, I was explaining this to Matt. It's overwhelmingly beautiful, actually. Um, there are haters, but no one has approached me. Whether that's because of my actual size or not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe tell of my skin. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, you um, really <laughs> Oh, at one point, Barrett isn't black. Barrett is white. It's, it's, uh, we're going to have a white guy imitating Barrett. And uh, like one person met me and was like, wait a minute. You you sound like, no, you didn't do it. I was yep. in uh, GameStop. And someone was like, and I was asking about the figures because I didn't know where to get them. And this kid was in there and he's like, hey, man, what are you asking about Final Fantasy for? I was like, I was just trying to find this, this figurines. And they're like, say something again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I was trying to find the figurines. He's like, now say it slow. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're Barrett. I'm like, yeah, I, actually I am. Um, and he's like, how come you didn't say anything? I'm like, because I'm not that dude. I don't go around, you know. He was, just goes, now say the planet's dying, Cloud. But <laughs> like, man, man. And he was excited. I was excited because he was excited. Yeah. 
You know, so that was probably the funnest interaction. Um, there have been a lot of interactions that are fun, but I think people, the interactions that I get that are great are the ones when they go, oh my gosh, you're just like us. You're not, you know, trying to be conceited or cocky or you don't put it out there and you're dancing and hanging out with us at the cons. And, you know, that's me though, man. I don't, I don't ever want to be that dude that you get to Hollywood. I'm humble, man. This is a blessing, dude. So speaking of the con, how, how was it? Cause I know you were talking about, it was like that first experience of going to KupoCon, man. How, how was it in your eyes? Because so man, <laughs> sent in my little, Hey, um, my name is John. I'm going to be doing Barrett. Uh, I'd love to know more about your con. And Alex Maine, who's in charge of it, wrote back immediately. He's like, um, what? <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I, I just want to, I heard about your con. And so I said, will you call me? Cause I don't, I was, Matt knows I'm like Twitter and challenged. So yes, <laughs> I mean, I type stuff. I'm like, man, I wrote that. You know what I mean? It was all this misspelling. Right. My mom would kick my tail. She knew I was doing it. She's a teacher. So, um, you know, I, we talked and he was like, yeah, I think you'd like it. Let's try Vancouver for the first one. It's smaller. See if you like it. I'm like, I know I'm going to like it. I get to hang out with people like me. And so I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. I got to go with my wife, Michelle, and Michelle's just kind of girl. She's not a gamer, but she's like, I'll go just to check it out make sure everything's great. Go with my wife. So we get there, man, and I'm looking around trying to figure it out. Alex is one of the greatest dudes. His right-hand man, his name is um, um, Alan Kenny. I got to meet uh, Alex's wife. I got to meet all these workers, these volunteer workers for KupoCon. They're incredible people. Mm-hmm. And it's like they don't care. This is about Final Fantasy. It's not about all the other work. It's not about other – no, you can talk about other games and stuff. Like It's about – Final Fantasy. And I was enthralled, just like, okay, wait a minute. I don't know anything about eight. I need you to tell me more about and they would. And like they didn't say, you don't know. You suppose, you know, they're like, this is what happens, and this is what happens. They gave me synopsis. Man, I I, I can't even express. I know I sound all excited. It's for me, I shouldn't. <laughs> I can't help it. Kubacon is one of the best conventions. And I'm talking about from me playing sports. All my life. This is one of the best conventions that I've ever been on in my life. And I know I haven't been on any other ones yet. But the people made this thing so special for me that, I, I mean, I, I cried when I went back to the room after we had a break. My, my wife's like, why are you crying? I'm like, because people are just great and I get to talk to them. And some some folks just needed just a hug. You know what I mean? That and that just uh, blew me out of the water. One girl, Celeste, I got to talk to her and we've been keeping in contact. And man, she's telling me, okay, my health was bad when I was there. And now I'm like, please let me know what's going on. Man, she 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 doesn't have she got her medication now. She doesn't have to worry about it. She doesn't have to have this major surgery. That kind of stuff pumps me up. It's like, how can you not go? How can you be uh a voice character or a person of, of I don't like saying celebrity because that's mm. <laughs> I don't get that box, you know. But oh, how can you say, say you don't it. like going to cons and you get to John? I hate to say it, you're in that box now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I won't ever look at myself that way. But how can you say like for the people who say oh I don't like going to cons or I don't like doing this? How can you you're going to make folks happy and you get to be happy to turn. How can you turn that down, man? As much as our world right now needs that, psh, bro, bro, 
So, needless to say, I'm sorry. I'll sum it up now. KupaCon was a blast. Mm. I can't wait to go back. I'm going to Glasgow, uh, Scotland, uh, at the end of February. And this time I'll be able to take that trip with my second son, Noah. Uh, Noah Bentley, who does tons of music, he's all over the internet too. Um, because Michelle has to stay at home because my youngest son has basketball tournaments. Who was the one that was? Which one was he with you? Was it your eldest or the middle one at E3? That was Noah. You got Noah. to meet Noah. Yep. And Noah does voice cool voice work too. Yep. Noah and I. What did we just do together? So we had to do looping for a film that uh, Mike Epps and. Uh, Someone else was in Noah. Uh, Noah did two, two or three voices. I did two or three voices. And one, I remember when he was a kid. One week he worked more than me. He was doing Young Blade, <laughs> like when he was a kid. I'm like, what the hell, this boy? He got more so, than me. <laughs> so, not to make John blush anymore over you know fandom and everything, I got to ask Drew with. Barrett, what made you guys do the profile for Barrett on the podcast? So for me, and I'll, I'll try to transition this into a question, too, because I have so much I want to know. Barrett is such an endlessly compelling character. And uh, I'll put it right out there, too, as uh, two mid-30s white guys who do the podcast. Final Fantasy wasn't exactly full of diversity neither were video games in the early to mid that's true that really is true Mm -hmm. and you know you think i'm a 11 12 year old kid playing this game it might have been the first major video game character i had seen who was black and in addition to that he's all these other things he's a freedom fighter He's angry at the man, but he's also a father who takes care of this young girl. And he has all of these people he has to look after. And he's angry, but he's sensitive. And he's so like, there's so many dimensions to the character. And so I I did want to ask John, like, how do you approach, did you think at all about the history of the, I mean, this was an important character culturally, but there were also some Things about the way he was written originally that maybe weren't. Bro, you can say it. You can say it. Feel free to say it. Don't. Let me, so, so this is a conversation I've been quite a bit. Number one, I was a fan of Final Fantasy when it came out. Uh, I had just gotten married, and I didn't know what RPGs were. I mean, I knew from Wild Arms and different things like that. But when I played Final Fantasy, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a black dude in this. And <laughs> he doesn't die. Let's, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I freaked out when I watched Friday the, Friday the 13th when the brother was in it. And he was like, let's kick the MF's butt all over Dreamland. <laughs> And he didn't die. Don't get me. When he came back, the next one, he died. Yeah, he didn't But last. at least he made moves. Yeah. You got to understand, that's a big deal in, the, in our culture. So you got an RPG where the dude is not only just in it throughout. He's the leader. He's gruff. He's, he's got all these different uh, dimensions to him. He adopted a little baby girl who is not of his culture from a friend who was killed right in front of him as he was trying to save him. Um, he's trying to save the place planet conscious. Look at where we are right now mm-hmm. with being conscious green. Um, there's so many different dimensions 
So for me, I'm going to be honest with you, Drew. The biggest thing is that I wanted to not have him be this big black brute that I knew everyone would perceive him as like a um, like Mr. T was the voice that people got mm-hmm. from right looking at him from what I from a consensus that I cannot. And I'm like, well, OK, I get that. And I think that is a valid voice for him. But let's let's give him dimensions in his voice. Let's give him tones. Let's give him uh, the, the story that is actually written. You don't have to come up with a backstory. It's right there. It's written. They wrote the hell out of these characters. So for me, I was very conscious, conscious about conscious about not making him this big black brute that so many because you got to remember, this is a universal thing. And I didn't want people in other countries to um, to look at him as this caricature of what they think black people are like in the United States. And that that was something that I was very conscious of. So I wanted I wanted to jump this man who is a man who has thoughts, has a thought process, has a child, cares about his people, cares about his cause. I wanted to bring all that all that together because it just didn't make sense to pay, play him as this big mm-hmm. black brute, which is how a lot of people just visually see him and, and so many folks in the United States of America. So I, I was very conscious of it, and I, and I was worried that now you got to understand this. There's a duality in it. You have to be careful not to be so over the top that your own culture goes, "Come on, man," and you have to also be careful that any other culture goes, "Yeah, that's how they are." And so that was in the back of my mind the whole time I was doing it. every session I had. I wanted to make sure that he was articulate but still gruff, a leader. Um, there's a lot of comedy. Uh, with with Barrett and I didn't want it to be some Amos and Andy show. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, lot of stuff went into doing Barrett, man. And you know, that's a perfect segue to one of our listener questions actually. Okay. So one of our listener um, from Facebook, Johnny Dreyer, his one question was going to be, is the Barrett cloud date scene <laughs> from the original game going to be in the <laughs> game, which we know you may not know of, or if you do, you can't say anything for NDA purposes. You just but, said the magic three letters. Yep, oh, NDA. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, his actual serious question was going to be, what gets you in the mindset to play Barrett from before recording? Is it you know warming up, reading something, watching a movie, etc.? What got you into the, the mindset? Who asked the question again? Johnny. What up, Johnny? Um, so for me, bro, uh, it depends on what we're covering that day, honestly. So <clears throat> it may be just efforts of running, you know, lifting or jumping, or it may be a full day of, okay, we're in this particular scene in Sector 5, or we're over here and we have to do this. Notice those NDA words. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, you dropped sector I, I five, be, man. Even that alone, I was like, "Ooh, he said it." <laughs> right. It's, said it's, it. Yeah. I just it, it depends on the day. Uh, for me, I gotta know uh, what we're doing in the day. For me to fall into the voice, it's real easy. Uh, real easy. Uh, so it uh, the preparation for it, it all depended on what we were uh, recording that day. Nice. Very very nice. So. When, so you and I both know Nanaki on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He actually has some. 
he had a, a couple of questions for you that were actually some of them were non Final uh, Fantasy related. Oh yeah, he he Are had a few which the same Nanaki. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a few. Um, if we wanted to be here all night, um, I could go over the list, but oh, we no, only have you know about, about an hour. About more than Nanaki, I bet you. Oh yeah, I mean Nanaki sent me over about fifteen. <laughs> Ooh, how many you got, Drew? I wouldn't run out. I got. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. This is a challenge, especially for me because I talk too much. Let's do Drew, Nanaki, Drew, Nanaki. Oh, let's go Nanaki first and then do And I'll answer them as fast as I can. All right. Let me. Nobody expected that. I will bring up his full list. Give me a second here because I pulled a couple. Now, some of the some of the questions he asked, we covered on our first podcast together okay. so and okay. he's already gone back and re-listened and gotten his answers to a lot of that stuff so okay i'm gonna start this off with the first one is what is your favorite video game of all time Ooh, i'm an uncharted fan man but i also really dig uh uh um, um what's the the vid the, the what red dead both of them you know if Jerry were only here to hear you say those words, because, you know, well, he's our Red Dead guy. Redemption junkie. I am the Uncharted guy. Yeah, I got you all know, of them. This is the the nice imported statue <laughs> from Europe that sits on my desk. Man, I was I remember, I'll never forget, going up an elevator and getting off on the floor where we we're about to record some stuff. And Nolan is in the uh, waiting to get on the elevator. I just, but uh, I, 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 can't handle it. Uh, that will probably definitely. And we're going to give it about a week's worth of, for you to play it, which oh, that no. was one of the questions he you was going to ask if you're going to play it. We're going to we're going to play. We're going to know we're going to play the game for a week, and then we're going to have our our reunion episode, so we can That's actually talk about. The game. <laughs> I wish I could fly out somewhere and play it with somebody. We can videotape that joint, but no, that when, when yeah. it comes out, I can guarantee you that'll probably be my favorite video game um just Mm. knowing what i know (laughs) go ahead oh you today (laughs) oh it's killing me i can't even uh can't even handle it yet no i wanted to i'm sure you've answered this question a hundred times before but i wanted to hear a little bit about your voice acting inspirations i've only recently uh there's a great netflix documentary about voice actors, uh, I, I think John DiMaggio plays a big role in that. So I just wanted to ask about uh, some of your voice acting inspirations, some of the people you've gotten to know in the business you really like working with. Um, so we just had this uh, this Good Times uh, show that we just did. We remounted Good Times. It's called. Um, uh, we just remounted. I'm not going to get into it all, but I got to meet some of the, my favorites, John Amos. Um, who is legendary? Good times. He played Kunta Kente and Roots. Uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, I got to meet him, and I damn near lost my mind. You thought I was a girl. 
Uh, one of the hardest voice matches to get from me. He's, his voice is so hard to get. He and Will Smith are probably the toughest for me. But then I went to talk to a, a guy last night, and I've been working with him for the last six days, Jay Farrow, 200-plus mm. voice. And I said, Jay, can you please I have an audition for this character? Can you give me this? He gave it to me, and then some. He just knocked them off. Now, I got a lot of them, but studying Jay was just like, oh, my gosh. Um, Sam Jackson. Uh, Sam Jackson is the ultimate actor to me. He has proven time and time again it's about longevity, and that's been my whole motto. Um, I just got to meet Jesse Eisenberg. Incredible guy. Uh, just absolutely incredible. Uh, so, so look up to him. He's just, he's a bad dude, man. Um, there's so many that, that I just look up to that are, that, that are really, really good. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, <clears throat> business mind, quick witted, but it's just good. Just good. Mm. Um, so many different cultures. I'm just trying to think, uh, Cause I'm, I'm that old Jay Farrow, man. Too. I'm a big SNL guy, and, oh. and Farrow oh. voice wise is a chameleon. Oh. Dude. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. I mean, and does their mannerisms and everything. So I, I got a list of them that I look up to. Um, Viola Davis, unbelievable actress. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I did Represent Evil a while ago. So Mila Jovovich. Oh, mm. not only is she unbelievable with her process. And acting, but she was doing all of the stunt rehearsals and the evening after we filmed, and she treated everybody from the camera directors to the assistant directors to the actors along with her. This woman went and took boxes and boxes of cold water to all the actors that were on the outskirt of that fence for rain fence for rainbow that had on these masks that were playing zombies. I learned so much about her of what it's like to be humble and um, love your trade, but love the people who help you make it. So all of that, man, uh, the business as a whole, there are a lot of good folks and a lot of unsung things are out there that people don't talk about. So many stories of uh, Patty LaBelle, uh, it's like to anyone she is so embraced you feel like she's a mom or an aunt you just like i'm patty labelle is hugging me <laughs> it's like, what? Wait, is, i feel uh, like my mom should i be sucking my thumb you literally feel, and it's not that you're in awe of who they are it's how they how they are and the things that they say, and they're uplifting and they're encouraging. So those are the those are the people that I want to be like, you know, aside from just the talent. All right. So next question from Nanaki. Okay. Is if you could be a voice actor or actor for a fictional character or real character, who would it be and why? Ooh. Dream roll. Dream roll. Dream roll? For Very fiction, much. your dream role, voice actor or live, right? Let's, yeah. let's oh, dream job. I, I would love to if if I had the ability to be, and and I'm too I'm past the age now. Sam Cooke, the singer, Sam Cooke. Ooh. that would be an incredible role to do and to step into. Uh, he and Marvin Gaye are kind of synonymous in one. They they both uh, they dealt with you know they they had a conflicted. Uh, so they both came up in the church. They both were unbelievable singers, but they also had that other side that, you know, pulled them into singing secular. And that was, you know, just that's just I think that's a great duality to have. 
Um, I would love to do that. That's I don't look like them, <laughs> but I'll be even if I was part of the project, that would be a beautiful thing to see. So Sam Cooke and that. Um, trying to think fictional characters. Uh, I'm a comic book fan. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Luke Cage has already been done. I thought that was a great character. I wouldn't want to be Luke Cage, but um, I'll be honest with you. I know Sam Jackson does the voice, but I think the character Frozone and uh, The Incredibles is a yes. great character. Thing. Bro, yeah. you get to shoot ice out your hands? That's, yep. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. awesome. But I think that they would have to develop it a lot more for me to want to do it because yeah. I think they cut Sam a short stick because that's a great character. It is. All right, Drew. All right, so I want to get us back into the the current project, the current world, because I'm just so curious, and I, and I want to know if there's was anything in your process of of finding Barrett that was difficult, or or that you felt like maybe needed to be a bit more yours than the original. Remaking is a as a difficult thing to do, and if there was anything you thought, hey. You know, I'm taking a chance here. Some of the fans, and obviously I, I get you, like the NDAs, if you can't tell me exactly what, but just in general through your process, if you felt like I'm taking a risk here, I'm taking a chance, I hope the fans appreciate it. Because this. No. Well, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, the culture. I wanted to make sure that it was uh, brought up to speed to the culture. I did not want to uh, humiliate my culture, my race. And I did not want to uh, bring on a character that people would say it's okay to be that way. Uh, you know what I mean? Or yeah. some of the words. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but like I said, it, it's, it's written beautifully. Um, uh, back in the day, some of those words that were up there, they were rough, man. And and yep. television and, and entertainment was in a different place back then. Uh, we are now in a, in a different area. So I, I was very cautious of um, saying words that weren't full words uh, just because of the vernacular. Um, mm -hmm. I was I wanted to make sure that consonants were being pronounced. And, and but now don't get me wrong. Barrett's not going to be some scholar. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it wouldn't justify the character if he wasn't gruff. You know what I mean? But he's got to have an in in it when he talks. He can't just. <laughs> Talk, you know what I mean? Barrett's got oh, love it. Oh. Well, he's got to fight the man, though, right? Like, I mean, for real, like, he for is a freedom fighter. In fighting did the man, he doesn't have to fight the man like we did back in the day where we tried to scare the hell out of the man. Barrett's mm -hmm. size alone. Barrett mm -hmm. doesn't have to walk into the room and let you know he's in the room. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I think say the strongest people are the people who know who they are, they know their size, they know their space, they know their power. I think Barrett is like that dad who looks at you and like, okay, I'm sorry, and you didn't mm. do it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, John just gave all our listeners a little bit of a holiday Christmas uh -huh. present by just doing Barrett right there on the podcast. That was great. That's great. It together. Uh, Barrett life. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody, except so, for you Shinra followers. <laughs> so, That's right. We'll do the last question from Nanaki, and then we'll do one more for Drew. Yeah. How is it kind of a two-part question? So how has voicing Barrett impacted or changed your life? And how does how do you think life will change after the release of Final Fantasy VII for you? Oh. <laughs> I 
was a good question, Ooh, man. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, he, I, just, he put on the gloves. Dude, he, no joke. It's like <laughs> 50 <laughs> questions, dude. Gosh. Um, okay, so first question uh, was how has it changed? The con, the one con I've gone to blew me out of the water by how appreciated Barrett is. And I guess, like my wife said, people looked beyond Barrett and saw how you were and they appreciated you. So that blew me out of the water. Um, I mean, literally, I, was, I cr- cried on my way back to the room after doing the first session and then coming back down at the party. Uh, it just blew me out of the water. So how it's going to impact me? I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people are telling me, even you, Matt, how big this ride is going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dude, I can't answer that. We all know this ride is going to be huge. I mean, even from a, a fandom and everything, because it's going to be three games, three episodes. I don't know how many discs are planning on doing this, but there's been rumor it's going to be two discs per per episode you know it's this is huge do you hear mr square enix over here talking i, I don't know i don't i'm literally i'm not saying that just oh i know me. you don't know no everybody is telling me john this is about to be big oh you don't even understand you won't be able to talk to your friends on twitter anymore because there'll be so many and when it releases it's gonna i don't know i'm ready to see what it's gonna be like oh, i am oh but for me, uh, I just get charged out of being able to have this blessing and to uh, provide for my family, to meet so many people who are just sweethearts and just endearing. Um, I don't know, man. I guess, you know, I know I've been working out more so I can have enough <laughs> energy and stamina to, like, make the trips yeah. and see people and have give them energy. Mm-hmm. And, and you get, oh, yeah. they're just, do, hey, what's up? Uh, meeting everybody with hugs. Big D. All right, Drew. Last question. Getting that Barrett bond. I love it. It's uh, <laughs> a big bond. That's a. Big, I, well, I was going to ask something very similar. So I don't know. I, I did look, John. I'm not even going to pretend like this is a question. Look, I played this game when I was 12 years old, and I played this series since I was six, seven, and I just. Uh, this was the biggest thing that ever happened to a lot of us. And mm-hmm. this game changed the world. It before Final Fantasy VII, video games were toys for little kids. True. And and after Final Fantasy VII, they were art for adults. And yeah. Barrett Wallace sits at the epicenter of that. He is vital to a group of us growing up and understanding that this is more than just a silly little thing for kids. Mm-hmm. Barrett Wallace challenged us to grow up. And I just want to thank you for, for taking the reins of that and let you know that uh, whenever it sinks in for you, the gravity of, of, of this and, and what you've done, I've only heard what I've heard in the trailers. And like I said, I heard that first trailer, I heard your voice and the others, uh, who were working with you and it i just fell into tears uh, because cool, you're doing man. justice to one of my favorite pieces of art film television music mm-hmm. one of my favorite pieces of art you all are doing justice to it and this is going to be the greatest video game that was ever made again yeah so thank you yeah, oh, thank you're welcome you. i really appreciate it i can't wait for you 
and all of the fans to, and even the non-fans, uh, the non-believers, I can't wait for them to hear everybody else. Britt, Bree, uh, Case, uh, Eric. I, the I mean, one so- I'm looking forward to, John, is like, I know your role and everything. The one I'm looking forward to is Tyler as Sephiroth. Oh, bro. When you guys, first of all, I, I, I can't just, even say that. Dang. No, I know, but I'm just like, for me, it's like. <laughs> I want to, but I can't. I, I see it? him on TV as Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like he's got one persona, but he is playing one of the ultimate big bads in gaming history. Yes. Yes. Ultimately a misunderstood villain as well. And yes. I'm I want to see what I know what your take is on Barrett. I'm looking forward to see what his take is for Sephiroth. I'm you know? gonna do my best to get some of these and, guys to and girls to mm-hmm. come and talk to you and hopefully drew you can be on that one as well um maybe we can all get in the same room oh, yeah. and you can just make an hour-long session and do a double session i'll try to get as many of the guys as i can and like um <laughs> and like brie right she's playing a character that we all know dies you know we we and that's Spoilers. part of the story <laughs> you know to to have to see what she's going to bring to that character and to bring life in, into Aerith, a character that is beloved by a lot of fans. Having you know. met the actors um, and you guys having seen their work, you got to know this this team, whoo, mm-hmm. whoo, they're, they're good. They're good. And um, sounds- I can't wait for the world to see. What's about to happen, you know, and the only reason I'm saying that in March, this is going to be my favorite game is because technically it's not out right now. You know, <laughs> um, and you guys, when I say technically, because you, you played the demo, you know, but the demo is just oh, literally, yeah, it's well, just literally, <laughs> you know, it's literally just uh, I, I equate it to this. You know how you're hungry. You're really, really hungry. Mm-hmm. And you'll eat, you're just hungry. You want something. And someone's like, hey, man, all I have is some chips. And they toss you the bag. And you go, it's open, man. Like, I know I was eating, but this is all I have. And there's one chip in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, you didn't. But you eat that damn chip because that's all you got. <laughs> that's what it's like right now. Dude, so, uh, John, I, played the de- I did the demo twice at E3. Mm-hmm. So I went back the next day and played it. I know. And I still know. can't wait for it. I just, you know, I went into it the second day just seeing how much I could actually get out of it and and play with the combat system and everything. And that's and that's the thing with this game. It is to Drew's point. FF seven meant a lot to a lot of people. Me too. You Drew, know, I for, hear you. and yes, it hasn't settled in yet because I'm that dude that just has to wait. Because if I get too pumped up, I'll get too. Pumped. I mean, a lot of people have heard my excitement just through my writing and Twitter. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just it's just in me. Dude. So I can't get, you know, I can't go there. But this is my thing. When you play the demo, and I know, Drew, I know you've seen a lot of the artwork. Guys, don't just look at what's in the front, like the forefront, the characters mm-hmm. or what. Look at the backdrops. Look oh, at yeah. the lighting. That's what I'm talking about, man. The con- they call it like concept art. Wait, the ge- wait till you see the game, and the concept art is actually moving. You get to see is you're interacting with the concept art. 
Square Enix is the bomb, dude. Uh, can you so, tell? Can you tell us how much of it you've seen? Have you like you, not what you've seen, but just how much of this first episode have they shown you? Can you tell us that? I can just tell you that I had to play Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He goes. It looks good, and I'm Barrett, man. <laughs> he goes, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, he's Barrett. It's Barrett's in the game. He's all over the game. <laughs> he is That's the game. I gotta ask no, you, John. So we got a team, and we got a team of talented voice actors and artists and and um, writers and uh, just. It's just going to be pretty doggone epic. That's that's how I look at it. It's epic. So, John, I got to ask you. Mm. I know we talked on Twitter about it, and I got you hooked up with getting it on your PS4. How mm. much of the original game have you gotten to play with how busy you've been? Because I know that was, your, that was your goal, was to play FF7 before, before it came out. <laughs> finish it. I've been, you know... I've been working a lot, so and we, thank God, you know, it's, especially during the holidays. But I've been working a lot. It's gotten to a point like uh, my wife just said, "Baby, you realize you haven't seen our oldest in two days. You haven't seen, oh no, three days. You haven't seen Noah. My my oldest is Gentry. I hadn't seen him in three days, and then he came to, uh, as my guest on the show the other night." And then I hadn't seen Noah in two days. I got to see him today before I took off to bring my youngest to this game. I hadn't seen number three uh, in a day because I would go I would, every time I would go to his room, he'd be asleep from me working and leaving early and coming home late. And then my son, Quincy, this is the first I've gotten to hang with him. And I've missed this whole week of games. So I've been busy for me to sit down and play a video game right now is Oh, as much as I want to, but <laughs> I am officially on vacation. And after this tournament ends, Saturday night, I get to go home. I get to breathe, hang with some friends. Sunday morning, I'm done with Christmas shopping already, too. I get to play whatever I want. So nice. I'll be revisited Sunday morning. I will be at Star Wars on Sunday morning. You made oh. me sick. I am taking I am I am taking my daughter to go see it, and it's kind of something her and I have had this tradition that we've gone and see Last Jedi, mm. um, Force Awakens, Solo, and Rogue One. So each year we've gone to see that. So mm. that's kind of like our thing. So I'm going to take her on Sunday morning. I pick her up on Saturday. It's going to be a great Christmas on that. Especially you know, John, you and I have talked about what what Christmas is going to mean to me this year. Mm. Um, you know, to have her here too for is going to be great. So that is, that's one of my things, since this is our holiday episode. Mm-hmm. So, Drew, I'm going to start off with, with you, and then I want to end this, you know, this part of it with John. But, Drew, what are you most grateful for this holiday season? Oh, wow. that That's a that's a great question. You know, it's I, I kind of like started with this stuff because I gave you my whole speech about how gifted I am to do baseball and Final Fantasy as my mm-hmm. uh, as my wife. And, and I want to say, uh, you know, my family, uh, we, we we lost my dad before we should have. And uh, my mom and my brother and I have really come together. Uh, over this Final Fantasy podcast thing, honestly. So my brother Ira, when I was a kid, 
he read he was the voice of Barrett Wallace mm-hmm. and Cloud Strike and Team Lockhart and That's awesome. He was you know that that live action commercial they put out and the little girl sitting in the room mm-hmm. watching her older brother play the game? That was me. Mm-hmm. I was the little girl and the older brother playing and so how close we've gotten to come over uh, as a family back over these things. Uh, my father, who I mentioned left us, we would drive around to baseball practice when I was a kid and we would play the final fantasy music for him on CD in the car. And he never played the games or he didn't care about video games, any of this stuff, but he loved the music. Wow. And as my brother and I have been doing this podcast and reliving the games and reliving the music, we've gotten to reconnect with our father and, and to reconnect with each other. And, and so I'm just, I can't, I cannot believe that I'm having this conversation now here with you and John, because like I said, you know, my, the only other voice of Barrett Wallace in my mind and, and the Advent children cast, I don't want to actually, I love all that stuff as well. And I don't want to, I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but, you know, it was, it was my brother and, and now it's it's John and um, th- that we've gotten to reconnect and that we're getting to do this and that the remake is coming out. And that as I'm moving into my mid 30s, I get to feel like a 13 year old all over again. <laughs> um, awesome. I don't have to grow up, man. I get to go back and be in the car with mom and dad and my brother driving to baseball practice, listening mm-hmm. to the soundtrack of Final Fantasy VII. Mm. So, wow. so, well then, Drew, I'm glad I could say Merry Christmas. Thank, thank you. <laughs> this was my Christmas present. Matt, John, honestly, thank yeah. you. Merry Christmas, asterisk, star, pound sign. The number eight. I had never <laughs> seen that before. My brother, when I was 12 years old, had to explain to me what a Grolix is because Barrett <laughs> Wallace was the first time I'd ever seen somebody swear and have all those signs. Like, <laughs> I learned how to swear from Barrett Wallace. <laughs> so, John. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you the same question. What are you most grateful for? I'm... Um, extremely grateful for my my wife uh, and my kids uh because um like you B, um matt we've talked about before i lost my dad two years ago i lost my mom back in 96 so it was different i was younger but i lost my dad in 2017 and uh no one knows this i'll share this with you um this week uh has been tough because i lost my uncle and I'm not able to go back to Chicago for the funeral. And that happens on Saturday, uh, uh, Friday and Saturday, they're doing the services. And um, it just hits close to home because it's the holidays. And and in that year, 2017, my wife lost her dad, too. So we lost both dads in 2017 to a point where I was so grieved that I almost quit everything. I was just done. I'm like, I'm going to move to Atlanta. If I want to do something, I can do it there. And, you know, so it's been, you know, so I'm very thankful for and grateful to God for my wife and my four boys. Uh, They keep me humble. They keep me in check and they keep me uh, doing what I do. Um, uh, so I'm very grateful. But I'll tell you uh, what I've learned. Like when we went to Vancouver, 
Uh, I'm grateful that I didn't quit because of the fans that I got to meet there. And I can't wait to meet the other fans that everyone's telling me that I'm going to see at these cons. Because honestly, that that keeps you going. That lets you know that um, uh, you've been put here for a reason. <laughs> and it kind of validates why you do what you do when you're in those days where you just want to be done. And so this has been not just a rebirth of uh, me not wanting to quit, but it's also been a rejuvenation for my, my spirit and my soul. And I know it's a God given thing. So, so I'm grateful for. So I won't bear my soul. I'll move on. No, um, you got for to. me, you know, I, I got to, and I will. Um, so for me, John, you and I have talked about this, especially over the last couple of weeks, which I can't thank you enough for, but you know, for me too, is I lost my mom in July, you know, and it was sudden. I mean, being out here in Virginia, you know, my mom being right up there in, in Longmont um, for those fans that, you know, are listening that don't know Colorado all that well, it's just north of Boulder. Mm-hmm. So having to be scrambling, finding a flight, you know, whatever I can to get back, mm-hmm. you know, and and this one's been hard. It's that first Thanksgiving, first Christmas, all of that without my mom. And I am extremely grateful for my wife, who has been my rock mm. through the whole process. Um, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to react, right? When someone's grieving and stuff like that, they just don't know really how how to react, right? You know, they can just be there for you. They can let you cry or whatever. Um, but more so is I'm also thankful for my son um, because he is ha- – helped keep that joy of Christmas mm. around and, and, and bring me back to life with mm. when we're putting up the tree and he's just giggling and, and, you know, he's two and he finally is starting to understand the lights on the tree, you know, mm. the train mm. that we have around the bottom of the tree, you oh. know, stuff like that. And he just has that joy and he just keeps me smiling. And even on my down days, you know, he's there to, he doesn't understand what grieving is. I mean, he's two, he just understands life as he knows it. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's amazing going through that, you know, and just still, and then my daughter who is close to my mom, you know, we talk when, you know, when we can, you know, um, we try and talk every day, but you know, just her and I being able to talk about it. So for me, family, the friends I've gained, you know, not only in life, but even through this podcast. I mean, there's quite a few people that we've had on a guest that have come, become really great friends, present mm-hmm. company included. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's what I'm thankful for. It's not the gifts. It's not what I have sitting on my desk, collectibles, electronics or anything. It's it's family, mm-hmm. plain and simple. There's a reason for the season. Absolutely. You know, I want to... Um, Drew, Alex Main does KupoCon, and he has introduced me to a world of Final Fantasy that I have never known exists. And he has music. Uh, I, just what you told me about your dad. I'm going to figure out. I got to get your information. I'm going to try to send you this music so that you can see this new digitally remastered stuff that, I mean, it just blew me and my wife out of the water. I'm going to try to send you or talk to him and figure out how we can send you this music um, so you can continue the tradition. 
that would uh that wow i don't know i don't know what to say i yeah. thank you uh, of course of course uh, <laughs> but thank you for telling me i'm i'm gonna write it down now so that i don't forget and i'm gonna reach out to alex in the next 24 hours with that as we kind of start winding things down because i know you want to get you got to get to dinner with your son and stuff like that john so John, we've already asked this question to you. And Drew, there's a reason I didn't put this on the rundown for you. Oh, no. Because I'm going to throw you square under the, the spotlight here. It's a question we ask all of our guests. And it kind of goes to our podcast name. But what is your favorite game to play for game night? With your family and friends and all of that. Oh, this is a, a welcome is to a, the loaded question. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't know it's going to be it. Oh, it's changed a couple of times for the longest time. It was Smash Bros. I got to be straight with everyone. You want a party game for everyone to come out and have some fun. Like Final Fantasy is obviously my series or whatever, but game night. Uh, I'm a I'm a party game guy for game night, so the Nintendo guys kind of own my soul there. Back in the day, I used to throw actual Mario parties. Remember Mario Party? <laughs> yeah, the, the game was shit. Yep. Um, so Mario Kart, nothing will turn friends into enemies faster than a game of Mario Kart. It is Very it true. is the game that ruins friendships. <laughs> totally right. does. Um, but. You know, with, with my girlfriend and I, we we do the the story based gaming anymore. It's you know we don't have time for the arcadey stuff as much, and we just did Final Fantasy fifteen. It's her first mm, Final Fantasy wow. game as, as a gamer, and and we go through and do all the the storyline stuff with that. So um, yeah, going through fifteen all these years later and seeing this series still going strong, it was like I can't believe. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening, but yeah, those, those are my go-to's. There you go. I was Sorry, a big Mortal Kombat it. guy there for a while too. Yeah, by the yeah. way, I don't just play the little kid games. Wait, <laughs> me, you said Mortal Kombat, the Mortal new Kombat. Oh, oh yeah, and DC. Anytime Mortal Kombat and DC get together, we can we can bust some heads. We can make oh, some really ugly things I'm happen. Mm-hmm. I had to surprise you with it, Drew. I know. Because that's what we do. That was tough. <laughs> we we got John on it, too. It, yeah, they did. So, uh, as we close it out, so Drew, why don't you tell our listeners how they can find you on social media and, and whatnot? I also just realized I'm, I didn't mention MLB the show, but that's because I play that game alone in a dark room and nobody else is allowed in. <laughs> I play that game competitively. There's nothing fun about me playing MLB the show, all right? That's serious work. Um, uh, but I'm easiest to find on baseball stuff. I'm on Twitter at Drew Creaseman and at DNVR underscore Rockies. But the the podcast, the Final Fantasy stuff is at FF Weekly Pod. Uh, we're probably two episodes a month doing this point. It's a little bit slow going, but we try to dive really deep into the games. And so I think we did 14 episodes on Final Fantasy VI. I'll be surprised if we do less than 17 episodes on seven. There's just so much to dive into. Mm-hmm. It's so deep and interesting. And so... Uh, yeah, I'm out there and I try to make myself as available as possible. I respond to every single tweet that I'm not sure is an actual troll job. Uh, and there's, you know, and honestly, like 
Man, you talk on there as like I just seem as like with, with John getting some of those like fan you know tweets because they come out all the time now. There's more and more people tweeting at John every day that you know just are coming out of the woodwork, but especially with the Rockies, right? It's <laughs> some of that stuff, man. Okay. It is, it is, it, it's, it's a troll job, you know, especially when all the trade rumors were out there about Nolan and teams calling about him and everything. I mean, the true Rocky fans knew he were, he's not going anywhere, you know, he's not and going. <laughs> so, you know, and then, so it is, there was that troll job out there. So, um, John, why don't you let everybody know that, you know, maybe listening to us for the first time where they can find you at on social well, media. I guess on Instagram, as I, I just learned this last night, I had to change my thing. Uh, I am a John Eric Bentley, uh, all one word. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, and I think I have a big old Final Fantasy uh, fan art there. Uh, I wish I could remember who did that one. It's one of my favorites. And then on Twitter, I am trying to figure out what I am. Who am I on Twitter? I am John Bentley at John Eric Bentley. And uh, it's the capital J-E-B. And I think Facebook for those young people who still do that. (laughs) I think I'm just John Bentley. I I don't even know what what I'm on, John. I don't even know what I am on Facebook. Just if you just look at my name, you'll see stuff. I don't even know what you are. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't even know what else. Yeah, so, so you can just hit me there. So for our listeners, I want to let everybody know that we're going to be doing a little holiday giveaway for everybody. So I will post it out when I post the the episode, the official rules. But what we're going to do is we're going to give out one of our shirts to a fan on Facebook. Nice. One of our one of our shirts to a fan on Twitter. Mm. Um, of course you got to be in the U S cause that's where our, you know, the manufacturer of our shirts and stuff is U S based. Um, and then we're going to give a hoodie away to a fan from either side. And I will put out the official rule for that on what you have to do to get the hoodie. Oh, Drew, they got hoodies. So, I was going to say, am I are we eligible yeah. for that, John? Oh, yeah. John's, like, already, John's already got his shirt on his way. John's got a shirt on his way already. Should be uh, should be there tomorrow, actually. As, you know. Where we're moving on so, Yep. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just, it's our way of thanking everybody because of this year. I mean, Drew, you know what it's like growing a podcast, right? It's not easy. You know, it's it's a lot of hard work for us. And, you know, between SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know, we've got fans out there, Google Play, you know, and they've helped grow this. And honestly, when we started this whole thing, you know, January 1st of this year, it was, you know, what? if we got 10 people to listen to us, hey, you know, there's 10 <laughs> people that want to listen to us. But now it's, you know, it's people from all over the world that are listening to us, people from all over the world that are going to the website, reading the articles. And it, it's very humbling. You know, I was I was telling my wife, it's like through all this it's, that's gone on this year, last six months, it's like looking back at the podcast. And it, I, I love the fact that we have listeners, but then also the fact that there's people like John that and some of our other past guests that want to come back on. They want to come join us. You know, Drew, you were like, dude, I'm tonight. I'm free. Rockies aren't doing anything. I'm free, you know, and hopping on, you know, to do these things. And it just, I love it. So this is our way of kind of, 
giving back to say, okay, we're just going to do a little thing, you know, to a random fan, both places and stuff. So, um, for you guys, absolutely. I want to say thank you coming on tonight, crashing game night. Um, all our listeners, thank you for crashing game night with us tonight as well. You know, as always, you like what you heard subscribe to us on the podcast platform your choice leave those comments they help us out in those rankings especially on itunes and as always i'm going to say everybody be excellent to each other this holiday season and stay frosty happy holidays cheers happy holidays everybody good night